We're seeing this surge of confidence on Wall Street after the US Federal Reserve signalled its aggressive interest rate hiking strategy is probably over. The big question now is when the Fed might start cutting interest rates. Now it seems perhaps more comfortable that inflation in the US is now steadily slowing. We're joined by the ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan with more. Peter, how significant is this turnaround from the Fed given you know what we've seen over the past 18 months? Well, uh, good morning, Tom. This is a very big change in tone and quite significant and softer language than we've been hearing over the last 18 months with all these interest rate rises because of worries about inflation. Now even though inflation in the US is at 3.1% over the year, and that's still well above the Federal Reserve's target of 2%. The Fed, in leaving its main rate steadier between 5.25% and 5.5%, they've noted that inflation has, quote, eased over the past year. And they've had 17 out of the 19 Federal Reserve officials seeing that rates will probably be lower by the end of 2024. And they're now factoring in rate cuts of the equivalent of three quarters of a percentage point or 75 basis points. Now, the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell told reporters after this decision that he remains on alert about inflation still being too high. But he signalled that he's much more comfortable that inflation is steadily heading south. Now, he's not declaring victory, but he did signal that more interest rate hikes don't seem likely. We believe that we are uh, likely at or near the, the peak rate for this cycle. People generally think that we're at or near that and, and think it's not likely that we will, will hike, although they don't take that possibility off the table. The next question, which is, when it will become appropriate to begin dialing back the amount of policy restraint that's in place. Uh, We still have a ways to go. No one is declaring victory. That would be premature. So we're, we're moving carefully in making that assessment of whether we need to do more or not. John, that's Jerome Powell there, Chairman of the US Federal Reserve. Uh, Peter Ryan, what does the softer language from the Fed mean for interest rates here in Australia? Well, Tom, it's often said that uh, what happens in the US uh, has a big impact right around the world because the Federal Reserve is the world's biggest uh, central bank. But like the Fed, Australia's Reserve Bank will be watching the data very closely. They'll be keeping an eye on monthly employment uh, out later on this morning, where the jobless rate's expected to tick up to 3.8%, but maybe only uh, 8,000 new jobs created. And one of the big issues here for the Reserve Bank is that the labour market has been very tight, and that's been one of their reasons for ticking up interest rates here in Australia, 13 rate hikes since uh, May last year. But the biggest factor that will influence any rate rise in February, because the Reserve Bank has January off, will be quarterly and monthly inflation figures out on January the 31st. That comes in hot. Expect an interest rate hike. This morning, money markets only see a 10% chance of a rate hike in February, but there's a very long way to go, Tom. But the sounds of it. Now, the mid-year budget update we saw yesterday seems to have been well-received with rising taxation revenue flooding those uh, Treasury coffers. But... Peter, can that last? Well, uh, there was uh, quite a bit of uh, elation, I suppose, in some quarters when the deficit uh, for the current year came in at $1.1 billion. And you might as well say that's a pretty big achievement because $1.1 billion deficit is basically a balanced budget, though it appears that Treasurer Jim Chalmers was at pains not to actually uh, declare anything close to being a surplus, uh, not to crow, given that 
He's uh, reluctant to provide any additional cost of living relief to people hurting from uh, higher mortgage repayments and generally higher costs. But there is a higher degree of luck as that tax revenue from commodity exports and higher personal tax, much of it brought on by bracket creep, underwrites Treasury coffers. But Pradeep Phillip, head of Deloitte Access Economics, says while that outlook does look pretty impressive... Major economic reform is still needed and Jim Chalmers can't keep relying on good fortune alone. Look, Peter, Lady Luck has again smiled on the budget. You know, we always talk about Australia as the lucky country. Now this treasurer is lucky. Revenue is up. There are some reprioritisations and all of this is adding up to a big improvement in the bottom line. The budget deficit will drop by about $40 billion. Now, that's a big turnaround, uh, but there is still a lot more work to be done. You talk about Lady Luck, but that's subject to so many moving parts, such as the uh, iron ore price, maybe moving down to 60 US dollars a tonne and other geopolitical events. So can that luck last? Look, uh, you're right. Commodity prices have saved the budget. What has happened is that since budget time, when the government and Treasury had uh, particular prices in mind for commodities, They've been exceeded. Iron ore is a classic example. Uh, A massive increase in iron ore prices uh, has delivered a big benefit to the budget bottom line. And one of the things you find in this media review is uh, the Treasurer is at pains uh, to emphasise that there remain substantial risks to the economic outlook. And you've mentioned uh, one of them, you know, geopolitics. Uh, but then if you look at things that are going on up in North Queensland, there is a extreme weather event taking place. If that was to inflict damages on the Australian coastline and to our people up there, uh, the infrastructure rebuild costs of that would impact on the bottom line. So we aren't out of the woods. If you look at what's happened since the Albanese government was elected, there really hasn't been any major economic reform. I think they refer, referred to bite-sized chunks such as superannuation. But how critical is it now to really put the foot down and start uh, embarking on major reform? Uh, there are reforms around the NDIS and childcare and health. But right now, if we think about where Australia is at, we're seeing growth slow and we're seeing productivity drop and there's no quick fix. The things that we need uh, for growth, for jobs and incomes in the future is for the government to get on with the task around competition reform, about kickstarting innovation and about incentivising investment because if we incentivise investment, we will start to see productivity improve. That deficit for the current year of $1.1 billion, that's effectively you might as well say, a balanced budget. But could we be heading towards a surplus if the good news continues? Look, the way the revenue is flowing, you'd expect the Treasurer to announce a second consecutive budget surplus. But we shouldn't get hung up too much on whether it's a surplus or a deficit. The key impact here is what governments do with their budgets. Pradeep Phillip there, Head of Deloitte Access Economics and uh, speaking there with the ABC Senior Business Correspondent Peter Ryan, who was with me in the studio before that. The Aussie dollar, 66.68 US cents.